And I'm praying that God would come down. That he would rend the heavens and come down. He would break loose in our society. He would break loose in our church. You see, if God breaks loose, it's going to be bigger and it's going to be greater than any of you could, or I could think or imagine. I think we've had a little bit of a kind of a first fruits of this. I think we were here one in the week just before we opened the new building and Tell them I'm busy. And Chris came up to me with this gentleman. And he was in distress. He was you know, very nicely dressed, etc. And Chris just said to me, well, look, then, could you just speak with this guy? So, you know, took him up to the room and sat down. And the man was under, we would use old language here, but he was under heavy conviction. Conviction of sin. We never met him before. Anyway, he began to tell his story. And along the short of it, there was this, that in a former relationship, he'd been betrayed. And that was impacting on his current relationship. Anyway, what did we do? We led him to Jesus. And then he released forgiveness to his former partner and then to his present partner. And that was it. And we prayed with him and prayed for his family. And he walked around the church and that was it. And we never saw him again. Well, cow service. First session, five o'clock. Who should turn up? This gentleman with his wife and his children and his sister and his brother and his parents. You see, that to me is a first fruits. That person came out of the blue. But he came, and he came with his wife, and he was fearful that that relationship at that time was not going to continue. Friends, that's just a trickle. But we have to an expectation that God, if he breaks loose, they're going to be banging on the door. They're going to be banging on the door. Because when the presence of God comes and starts to invade a community, when God breaks loose, people become conscious of their sin and their need for God. You see, God's plan is that the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to the principalities and powers through what? The church. It's the church. It's us. It's the community of God's people. We are his antidote to what is going on in our society. I can't have to say, when we went up to the House of Commons, the world was greatly encouraged. You know why? Do you know this, that... Before you can speak in the chamber, you need to be at prayers in the morning. Now, whether you believe this or not, every morning, the sergeant at arms and the chaplain come and they walk in in ceremonial gear. And before you can speak in the chamber, you need to be at prayers, whether you believe in it or not. Correct, Andrew. Thank you. Then... And you showed us around, and you, know, you may not know this, but the Lord's Prayer is etched around the whole building of the Houses of Parliament. Now, some might be cynical and say, well, you know, blah, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, blah, blah, we don't believe in it, but we just go through the process, you know. Look, I don't, don't care. I don't care, because, you see, while those people are praying, whether they believe it or not, that gives God an opportunity to break through 
into our parliamentary democracy. But even today, with all the rationalism and secularism and the lobbyists and all of those people who are, think that they're great and that they're mighty and influential, yet in the House of Commons every day they pray. And some of those people believe it. See, that gives me expectation that God can come and rend the heavens and can break into our time-space world and can do great and mighty things that we have not seen before or heard. Okay. Okay. Next verse. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. Oh, by the way, the title of this message is Bigger Than You Think and Better Than You Think. (laughs) Bigger than you think and better than you think. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. You see, one of the things you need to understand is this, that this, what God is doing is not about us. One of the things of evangelicals is that we were very much into individual salvation and our walk with God. But the reason that God saves you is not just that you can go to heaven. The reason is so that his name may be made known to all the nations of the earth. That is the mission of God. It's there throughout the whole Bible. It's not about us. You need to remember that. It's about making his name known. And this is essential for us to understand. And particularly for those of us who are living in the West, where it's all about the politicians and this this and that, and as I call them, the blah, blah people. Look, you need to understand that ultimately God's going to break into that situation. He's going to make his name known. Every knee will bow before him. That's what the book says. And as his redeemed people, God's plan is to build his church so that the church is a demonstration to the world of what God is like through a redeemed community of God's people. We need to prepare ourselves in 2017 for God to break loose amongst us. Now, Chris said to us, you know, he was talking and sharing and saying, you know, he was saying, Lord, you know, you know I just want to hold before you the vision you gave me, you know. 5,000 and a church that, as I call, rocks the nations. That's my spin on it. And God says to him, you don't really know what you're asking for. You know, if God breaks loose in our midst, we may not be able to get out of here. <laughs> because what I'm saying is every night there has to be some, a service for people who are coming and flocking. We don't know what it's going to be like, but you know what? As those of us are beginning to get older, we're just saying, oh, Lord, let it happen. <laughs> Let it happen. Okay. We need to prepare ourselves. What do we need to do? Now, Paul, talking again to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 5 and 9, says this. He said that, talking about Israel, the children of Israel, when they were coming out of Egypt and going through the desert and into the promised land, right? He said, with many of them, God was not well pleased. And he mentions at least four things that they did that we need to avoid. We need to break free from. The first one is self-limiting language. And I'm encouraged because in the prayer room this morning, one of the people there, I think it was Michelle, saying, we need to break through from the words, I can't. How many of you say, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Look, let me tell you something. 
Your words have power. According to Romans chapter 4, I think it's 17, it says this, that we, God spoke into being the things that are not, although they already exist. In other words, within us, we have the creative power to make things happen with our words, or not, for that matter. So if you are someone who you are, where you've got self-limiting language, now some of that self-limiting language can come from various places. It can come from our past. It can come from our failures. It can come from our parents. It can come from various different places. But this is the year where we stop with that. Because you know what? Self-limiting language is just plain old unbelief. It's plain old unbelief. Either God's word is true, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or it's not. Which will you believe? Or you are limiting yourself because you are angry with God because he hasn't turned up for you, or you're angry with your partner, or you're angry about the past, and you're using these words to keep you locked in. You're boxing God in. Friends, it's unbelief. Unbelief dispossessed the children of Israel. That first generation, they didn't get in through unbelief. And you think, oh, well, how can that be? They, they walked through the water and saw the, the, the water like j- jelly on both sides out of Egypt. They had fire. They had manna. They had a cloud over them, and they still didn't get in because of unbelief. Because I met someone and said, well, if I were there, like, you know, back then, then, you know, I would have believed. Well, the reality is that those people were back then, and they didn't believe, and they weren't northern either. (laughs) 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 They weren't lads from Wakefield. (laughs) So self-limiting languages is a form of unbelief. Friends, we we need to get rid of that. We need to find out what the root of it is, and we need to, these are, it's unbelief and it's lies. Secondly, idolatry. That's another reason why they didn't get in. Finding comfort in any form of self-medication other than God. Now, of course, there are legitimate forms of comfort. We have to put that in the parenthetical statement. However, when you are down, when you need comfort, where are you going? And if you go there on a regular basis, it's idolatry. Because you're saying, God can't comfort me. We need to ask God to help us to see these things and we need to ask God to help us by the power of his cross to get released and healed up from that stuff so that we learn to come to him because he's the ultimate comforter. Sexual immorality. Let me say this. It mars the image of God in us. Satan's plan is to mar the image of God in us. When we get involved in sexual immorality and all of the stuff with that, it mars who we are. Someone, I think it's Lisa Guinness put it like this. Satan robs God of his glory by robbing us of ours. And when you get involved in that stuff, God's robbing you, you, God is being robbed of his glory by the enemy robbing you of yours. Next one, complaining, grumbling, which is a manifestation of the fact that you are not thankful and you do not have gratitude for what you have. Friends, there's nothing wrong with wanting more but the reality is we have to also learn to be thankful for what God has given us yes if and here's the other thing here's a challenge for you rejoice when others have what you haven't got why did he get it Hmm. this is very nice Hmm. 
It's not fair. Why is their house so nice? Why have we stayed in this place for so long? Blah, blah, blah. All right? You, you know the lines, yeah? <laughs> One of the signs of maturity is the ability to rejoice in the success of other people. You know why? Because you understand that we have, our God is, has abundance. It's not a case of, now they have it, I cannot have it. There's plenty of pie for everybody. That was one, everybody gets to play. So just because this person has this, don't look at them with the green eyes. In fact, don't waste your time comparing yourself with other people. Wasted activity. You know why? You're unique. You're all unique. So none of you can compare yourself because you're not the same. Even twins are unique. And what do we do is sometimes, you know, you know, you're, hmm, I won't go there, but you know, well, I could, but I'll get in trouble. But you know, sometimes you look out and you say, hmm, you know, look at them, they are so good. You know, they don't seem to have any problems in their life, blah, blah, blah. Or, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if I was there, and blah, 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 blah. Don't do it. That's intellectual adultery. It always starts in here before it acts. Yeah, Jesus said it starts in the mind. Okay, I won't pursue that too much. I want to lift you up. <laughs> so we need to develop an attitude of gratitude. Every good thing and every perfect thing comes from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. God is good. And he's not just good because he answers all of your prayers. He's good because of who he is. And we need to develop this abundance mentality. There's plenty for everybody. So, through the redeemed community of the church, the world needs to see a living demonstration of the unity that is in the Godhead in the community of God's people. That the world won't see that we are one. If I said that, you would have tuned out. But the community of God's people is where the people out there touch it and feel it. That, so, that, so that is why it's important for us to walk in the integrity of our hearts. That is why it's, us, it's important for us to avoid sexual morality. It's why it's important for us to be shy and briny, be bright, bright, bright and shiny because it's how the world understands what God is like. Now, if I was God, I don't know if I'd have done it like that because, you know, we're human beings, but that's God's plan. He has no other plan. We are the plan. We are the plan. So, come now to the verse. Since ancient times, no one has heard. No ear has perceived. No eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him or acts on behalf of those who love him. Right, now, if no ear has perceived nor I seen what it is that God has preferred for those who love him in 2017, what do we need? This is the pertinent question. Well, I think Paul gives us the answer in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. Three points and then we're out of here. I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. 
so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and the incomparable great power for us who believe. Quickly now. First, we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know him better. That's what we've been singing in the simple gospel. It's my prayer for this year that I might know him better. And I'm not talking about a cognitive knowing. I'm talking about intimate knowing. We need the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that things that are not become the things that are. We need more of his word and more of that prophetic word, what we sometimes call rima word, To give us revelation about who we really are in Christ and what Christ wants us to be and do. Now, I've got a whole raft of scriptures that I could teach, but I'm going to do that. But who are we? Well, Matthew 3.17 says that we're not born, you know, that we are the, the beloved sons and daughters of God. John tells us, 1.12, that he gave us the power and the authority to become, to be called children of God. You know, in other words, we're born from above. Not the will of man of blood, but born of God. That the Holy Spirit is there, going to lead us into all truth, and he's also going to teach us about the untruths about ourselves. The fact that we are children of God. Ephesians 1, 4, the fact that we've been chosen in him before the foundation of the earth, that we might be holy and blameless before him. And Ephesians 2, 10, that he has a good work prepared beforehand for you to walk in. You need to know revelation about that. Number two, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Revelation about the hope, which of course is steadfast and certain, to which we have been called. What is this hope? The hope that in 2017, you and I are going to step up to God's call on our lives and that call is bigger than you think and it's better than you think. It's bigger than you think and it's better than you think. What is it that God has called you to do? Now, some of you, yes, I know you're in business and industries and all that stuff. Yes, which of course, we need you out there. But God also has called you to do some stuff here. And what I say here, I mean here, out there. Yeah? Because, you know, most of the time you're out there. He's called you in your workplace for a specific purpose. And you need to find what that is. You need to engage with that. Finally. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. We need a revelation of what God has invested in each us, in each one of us through his son Jesus. You know, he made an open prose of principalities and powers triumphing over them, but on that cross, he de- de- with all the decrees that were hostile to you and I, he removed them out of the way, having nailed them to the cross. So that's dealt with. So what is it? that he has imparted to us because of who we are. Well, I'm just going to give you a few things. Because of what Jesus has done, because of the fact that the Father didn't spare him, he said, will he not freely give us all things? We have access to heaven's resources because of who we are. Secondly, we are sons and daughters of the king. So we have the next thing, authority. 
Friends, if you and I realised the authority that we had in Jesus, we would not become victims in most situations that we face. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Now go. And then the authority that Jesus has given us, it says there that in Ephesians chapter 1, further down in 2021, that this Jesus, his authority is over every name that is to be named, not only in this world and that which has come, over every principality and power, Jesus is Lord over all of them. And because, second, third point here, we are seated with him in the heavenly places, we have a position, we have that authority too. But more often or not, what we happen to, the enemy spends a lot of time working on us to make us believe that we are powerless when he knows that we are powerful. That because of what Jesus has done, we have authority in his name. Of course, we have power, Acts 1.8. And that's the power we need. He said, wait in Jerusalem until the power from on high, dunamis, same word for dynamite. You see, friends, when you walk down the road, the enemy knows you're dangerous. You know, when you're there, as I'm walking down the road, as you should do, and I went into the bank, and there's a lady, Kasia, she's a Polish lady, she said, you know, I've been sick, you know, blah, 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 and I've not been well, I come back from Poland. So I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to pray for you, because she knows I'm a pastor. So I stand there, I say, okay, in the name of Jesus, Kasia, we just pray God's healing on you, and hold us in the name of Jesus. We're in the bank, there's a lot of people there, but you can, you can do it surreptitiously. You don't have to do in the name of Jesus, and all that stuff, you know. You don't have to go, oh, hallelujah. You don't have to do that stuff. You know, that scares people. But, you know, you, know you, you just do it naturally, and she received the prayer. Now, is it because, well, you're a pastor, you're supposed to do it. Look, friends, I was doing that before I was up here. I was, this is for everybody. It's not just for the pastoral people. God has given you authority. So when people gush their stuff with you, this is a moment of truth for you to just ask, can I pray a blessing on you? Is that such a big thing for you to do in 2017? Make it, if you've never done that before, make that a goal that you have an opportunity to pray for someone and pray God's blessing on them or pray healing on them in the name of Jesus. I was jokingly saying, I'm walking up the road, this little Christine lady, and she, she's all me back, me back. I said, okay, look, it would be unusual. It would not be good for me to be with my hand on your bottom in the middle of the road. However, <laughs> you know, you, you have to be sensible. So I said, look, put your hand on your back and I'll put my hand on the back. Okay, and let's pray for you. So in the name of Jesus, we just speak to the back, da-da-da-da-da-da. Saw her a couple of weeks. <laughs> she says to me, oh, I was talking to my son because I used to teach him. It works. <laughs> now, is it I'm a special person? No, you have authority in the name of Jesus over all the works of the evil one. And the final one is position. And I mentioned it, and it was mentioned again in a prophetic word, that the fact is this, that Jesus has raised us up to be with him in the heavenly places. So, he used to say, you know, oh, I'm under the circumstances. Well, what are you doing down there? <laughs> God has raised you up to be above, not below. To be the head and not the tail. Yeah, I could develop that. But you see, here's the point. That's our position. That's what we have access to because of who we are. As we enter the new year, whatever dreams, whatever words, whatever aspirations, whatever goals that you have that are from him, get ready. You know why? Because I have not seen, neither ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man 
what God is preparing to do with this community in 2017. Because the plans he has for us are bigger than you think and they're better than you think. Should we stand? Should we stand? Yes, Lord Jesus. Could a band come up, please? Father, we just stand before you as God's people this morning. And Lord, first we want to apologize to you for limiting you with our words of unbelief, our self-limiting language. You're a God who can do exceeding abundantly above that which we ask or think. So break the blinkers off us, we ask you, this year. Let this be a year where we see you do things that we could not even have imagined. Let this be a year where we see thousands of people saved, brought to a knowledge of the truth of Jesus. Lord, let this be a year where we step in and step up to what it is that you have for us to do as your people in the communities that you've put us in. Let us have, Lord, an expectation that you have given us authority and power and position in your name. And as we walk through this town, through this city and through this land, we walk with your authority as your ambassadors so that we may speak words of life to those who are weary, that we may heal the sick in Jesus' name, that the dead would be raised in Jesus' name, that we would see a visitation of God that we have never experienced before as hundreds of thousands of people are saved and brought to our knowledge of the truth about our Lord Jesus. And ultimately, Lord, all the peoples of the earth will know that our God is Lord. And he has sought to make his name known through his church, which is the fullness of all. And everybody said, Amen.